Hey, it's Jake. You're about to hear a free preview of something from Fogelness Plus, the podcast platform and online streaming service run entirely by me, Jake Fogelnest. To get instant access to hundreds of episodes, visit www.jake.army and sign up at the tier of your choice on Patreon. Enjoy the show. Josie Cotton, how are you? Hi, Jake. Finally. I am so happy to sit down and chat with you. Um, I have been a fan forever. Um, I want to say just because of the pandemic thing, the last concert that I attended uh, before this whole thing went down was your show uh, downtown, me and my wife. The record release party. Yeah. For, yeah, you came. It was so great to see you. For this, for this. Yeah, which, yeah. Which I wanted to to talk to you about. I mean, there's so much that I want to talk to you about, but let's start here because, like, I you can just assume that anybody that is tuned in here, they know who you are. Like, we don't need to do a big introduction of who Josie. Co- they know you. But oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. The only thing I didn't grab is my Johnny uh, Are You Cure 12 inch. But um but this album was um released when did, I guess in 2020, right? Yeah, yeah. Everything everything is oh yeah. Yeah, it's the last album. Tell me about this record because what I find really interesting is that this is I guess was this supposed to be like the you handed this into Electra in 1986 and they were like yeah we don't we don't know you anymore thanks but no 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 it would it, it would have been the third record on Electra had they not let me off at the side of the road as I like to call it but uh they 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 dropped me and uh and I and I just thought well but this is what I kind of do now and I Think, and I just I, I just wanted to keep going and, you know, and, and make a record without them. And it was a lot better to not have them breathing down your neck. You know, like. I can imagine. Yeah, because like, you know, going like going all the way back to the beginning um, of time of, or just, of time. Yes. Going okay. back to all the beginning of time um, in the all beginning. Right, let's, let's go there in the beginning. There was <laughs> the music industry. Oh yeah. Uh, um, you're um, you're originally not from Los Angeles. Like I, to me, associate you as being such a Los Angeles-based person. But you're not originally from LA. Where you're from? No, from uh, Texas. Like Texas. <laughs> yeah. When did you? Uh, when did you move to LA? And and what? precipitated the move yeah well the old career uh, you know going out to seek your uh, seek your fortune or seek your dreams or all that I came out with a girlfriend and uh, she was an actress and um, and I had all these demos and dreams and uh, uh, you know misconceptions <laughs> <laughs> all wrapped into one tape and uh, but uh, yeah so we just headed out in um Cross country, it's just long. Just to get out of Texas is a, it's a huge accomplishment because it's big. <laughs> it's like it's not yeah. that it goes on and on. I don't. So, I, I looked at a U.S. map uh, once and I was like, that that state's bigger than the other ones. It kind of is. I mean, uh, they 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 are allowed to say it actually, uh, but because um, it's true. But um, so you know, we just entered, and I I didn't know the only person I knew out here was T-Bone Burnett, who was my friend from Texas. And, um, but, wow. then, but then he, uh, we, we did this crazy sci-fi movie together in Texas about a house plant that takes over the world. It was quite funny. Hold on a minute. What is that called? It's called Padra. In, and is that available? For I don't think so. Uh, he did all the music. And I, and I was the star, of, uh, I think, because they got to use my mom's house while they were filming Hold it. Hold on a second. So you're <laughs> telling me that a sci-fi movie starring you with music by T-Bone Burnett uh, yeah. was made, it exists, edited and stuff. And th- like, th- th- is there 
any chance that that will come out? This sounds like. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure it was never released. It, w- it was uh, experimental, let's say. I just don't even know what happened to it. I've asked him about it, but it's just I don't. I had a copy of it, and then when I had moved out to uh, Malibu, and uh, it went down on an earthquake. I had an earthquake oh. on, on my property, actually a uh, landslide. That uh, it's it's you know, more accurate to say landslide, but uh, yeah, so it went just down the hill, and so I don't know. It, that was the oh, only copy no. I, I know of. So yeah. that so was it like a VHS or? Uh... It, uh, I, it was probably something along that nature, you know, like some Flintstones version of recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm told that you actually, uh, for a record player, you just have a bird and, and it goes down and then it does say it's a living. Um, which is, which is actually, yeah, it's good. You know, some audiophiles may let's say like, oh, that's no good, but it actually works. Um, that sounds insane. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, that, but um, so obviously that needs to be found. And now I'm on a mission to see that. Okay, good. I wish you, you would find it. The other thing I wish you would find is uh, since you're on a search anyway, uh, when uh, Johnny, are you queer came out before I was on Electra and all that stuff. And it was just the single that you have. Um, I, you, for my own amusement and, and my own warped sense of humor, I, I would just like go through channels and some some of the televangelists at the time were very highly entertaining oh like, yeah extremely like uh if you just wanted like a good you know like a comic relief that was the thing and i was i was uh just clicking you know through whatever we did with tvs then but i was going through the channels would flip the dial you would flip, flip the, the dial, dial. It's and, the only uh, reason why I have a career today is that you know, I started on public <laughs> access. My show aired Sunday nights at 1230. MTV was on uh, channel 20. I was four right. channels down. There'd be a commercial. That's it. Yeah, I remember now. I remember yeah. now. But I was going through and I, I stopped because I saw the, the, the single cover uh, on, um, on the TV screen and someone was holding it up to the screen, the, the screen, and they were very angry and uh, yelling. And then it would shoot to, I can never remember this couple's name, but, and it's not Tammy, uh, Tommy Faye, Tammy Faye, but the other one with the pink hair, who was always crying and her mascara was, she was, uh, you know. Right, uh, there was Jim and Tammy. The and then there was uh, 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 Pat, Pat Robertson was one of these guys. Uh, this but was, the, this uh, was on the TBN, that, 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 uh, that, you know, that huge TV, you know, conglomeration. Yeah, she, and her husband had kind of the gray pompadour, and 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 she was just unbelievable. And she was crying, and her son was screaming, and it was holding just, holding up your holding album cover for and Johnny. Then are you the queer? Son, they, the son was was ex, especially uh, uh, upset about it, and he pl- he actually put it on a turntable and played it at half speed. And said I was actually a man trying to convert to homosexuality. I swear. Okay, so now that's hilarious because I've I I've, we've all seen the great clips of the bask the back masking. You know, the guy playing Led Zeppelin backwards and like yeah, planting yeah, yeah. in people's minds. You know, oh, here's to my sweet Satan. You know that insanity and poor Judas Priest for what they had to go through. But like. Um, I've never heard of somebody taking uh, a 45, slowing it down to 33, and then claiming, oh, no, that's yeah. satanic. That's a man. Yeah. But, yeah, but Johnny, I, yeah. I, I sounded nice. The, good, the only good thing about it, besides it being hilarious, was that I sounded just like Brian Wilson. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm going to take my 45. I'm going to slow it down. So I've been trying to find that episode forever. And, and some people do not believe me. And I swear on my own grave. That no, that's a, that, I, I 100% believe that happened. And it, it, it's, it's like one of those things that like you just one day it'll show up on YouTube. And, and they, can, they like, filmed all that stuff. It's, a, it's in a, some kind of a vault. Probably in the Vatican. <laughs> the Vatican, but, yeah. the Vatican uh, uh, which which um, which is probably where they should move master tapes because uh, otherwise yeah. uh, they'll catch on fire at Universal. Well, um, yeah, and mine and mine were destroyed. I never knew what happened to 
to them, you know. This is the thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I think it is it, it is so great. And um, you know, this record, you know, that we're starting talking about, everything is oh yeah, this you know, a lot of this material, this material was start recorded in '86, right? Oh yeah, all of it, all of it, all of it was recorded in '86. So it's like to me, it was like wow, the third Josie Cotton album. Yeah, yeah, and. And you have um, gotten your master's back. Which, yeah. And I'd, I'd like to know about that, that process, because um, I think that there's, you know, a, I relate because when I was a kid, I hosted a public access show and it became an MTV show. And when we made the deal, with all due respect to Taylor Swift, even though I was a teenager, I was smart enough to know I should own the show and I owned my masters. Right. Amazing. It was just a really good deal. So and smart. Oh my so, God. You know, um, um, you have, so now if somebody wants to stream convertible music or buy an LP of convertible yeah. music, uh-huh. or from the hip or from the hip, or from the hip, you know, which, you know, I have, a, I got originals right here, yeah. but, but if the, but they can get good, awesome represses and the money goes all to you yeah what was crazy about it was i found out accidentally that you could get they don't notify the artists no i i found it accidentally uh and there's a time you know there's a time limit to how long you have to to like grasp into the universe and uh, and get them back and um it's like 20 dollars to the government or something to you know like is it really that easy yeah, I mean, but you have to go through a lawyer mm-hmm. and you have to you have to know about it. Yeah. And then you have to um, do it in a certain time frame. And uh, and, uh, you know, and I've, I had found out a while ago that they had either destroyed or lost my masters. And uh, I figured that it was like cold one night and they just said, oh, well, there's Josie's tapes. Let's just burn them because, you know, it's chilly out. I don't know. I'm just never- oh, yeah. Let's, re- uh, yeah, we're going to use these and record a, a warrant album on it. Right. Who knows, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm curious, let's go back to you're, you're coming out to Los Angeles with the dream and you know, what's that first demo tape? What was on that first demo tape? Because, you know, the time that you came into Los Angeles is sort of this amazing historical uh, time period in LA. What, you know, what scene did you land in the middle of? Well, that's a really good question. Um, Because I was pretty um unknowledgeable uh, about what was you know the scene going on in Los Angeles when I came out here so I didn't I, I came out with demos of, of of songs that I had written and uh there were a number of styles I mean I uh, it's kind of a curse to to be able to sing different styles of music for a singer actually when you're trying to have a career yeah. it's like you need oh you need to to use a horrible word to brand yourself as a singer and I was I was singing in all kind my my first thing things I was singing was uh, you know soul music and like funk and wow. I mean that was, you know because I was rebelling against my mom's you know Tammy Wynette obsession when who now I love but um, right now it's come around to <laughs> yeah. of course you, you know Tammy Wynette is great but at the time I imagine yeah. like you know what soul music what were James Brown was my Shit. first musical influence. That was like my first 45. I was like eight years old. The only first one I ever requested that, you know, my the first album they gave they gave me was Alvin, Alvin and the Chipmunks at Christmas. Right. Time. We know that one. But they're, yeah, they're pretty the first good. One, yeah. The first one that I heard and went, that, you know, and it was yeah. James Brown. Papa got a brand new bag. I thought he got a new suitcase. <laughs> He got it, and I didn't know he got a brand new bag of heroin. So like, I didn't know. I was happy for him. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, you know, I love that James Brown interview um, where he's on like a morning show, and he's it, it, he was involved in it's from the eighties. He was involved in some crazy car chase and domestic violence, and he just right. was always like, "I feel good." Pop's got a brand new bag. It, 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 Jordan so Peele. Good like redid it pitch perfectly um but you came out and, and like you know landed like 
at the mask. I, I, did you go to the mask? The the legendary. I missed that. I missed that. I you know I it was uh but I, I I became friends with you know all the people who who started it and were there and and all this stuff. I that was one scene that uh it kind of uh, dwindled down by the time I came out and stuff. Unfortunately, but um, yeah, that was that sounded like uh like an amazing. Uh, kind of hellhole of art <laughs> I, I, I went down there uh, a couple of like years ago very recently oh yeah the mat the people that own the mask um it which is uh, you know a legendary punk venue the, the germs the go-go's which we'll get to in a, a second but like this was basically an illegal punk venue yeah. in hollywood it was a basement and the people that own the building. Brendan Mullins was one of the yep. guys and he was a really good friend of mine. And Gaza X was like lived there and all crazy stuff. It it has been preserved um, pretty much as it was because, really? the, because the building is owned by World of Wonder, the producers of RuPaul's Drag Race and who oh, wow. actually d- directed the eyes of Tammy Faye. And, and no way. They're, they there's literally i asked if if i could go down to their basement and by the way it's not a thing that you can do they've had requests people want to have weddings down there you could go down there probably um um and i took some pictures i was doing research they were very nice to like let me go down and there's still graffiti up there like for the go-go's and the germs it's insane it's a time capsule i know I went to a party there and it, it did it did feel like it was it was some kind of a museum or or what you know so, so then Johnny uh, you know are you queer you know becomes a, a single like how which you caught flack from from all sides but there's this you know th- this clip of the go go singing did you come out to Los Angeles with the idea of being a songwriter or were you wanting to be James Brown yourself? <laughs> uh, Jane Brown. I, uh, Jane no, I Brown, wa- yeah. I, I wanted to be uh, a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but I had to, you know, I was singing my own demos. And, and so I, I, I would, you know, go into music, you know, record companies and, and they would, uh, you know, be, you know, really i don't know they weren't like the most encouraging people i've ever met i'd say really <laughs> walking into the uh offices yeah. of say casablanca in, I, mean, uh, I remember uh, one guy i'll never forget this one guy i, I can't remember the label but he listened to it and he, and he just kind of sat there and after and after it he he turned he turned around on his swivel chair and he he did this like imaginary clicking off a button he says this is the part i love click no thank you you know, oh like, my <laughs> goodness! Someone that's a, now that's a that's a specific person. Someone who takes yeah. pleasure, pleasure in giving people rejection and yeah. crushing the that person. I always like that person who's who enjoys the crushing of dreams. But, yeah, that person. I want to know that person. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's who I want but, to associate um, but, you with. You know, you learn that way and in uh, all the stuff, and so and then I just accidentally. Uh, I mean, it's a really cliche Hollywood story. I just met uh, this person in a bank line who just kept staring a hole at me, and you know, in, in me. And I just, it was really uncomfortable. And, uh, and I finally turned around, and I just something just told. I don't. I'm really shy. I'm like painfully shy. So I hardly ever like, you know, smile at people you know, unless they smile at me. I'm just. I'm in therapy. Well, also, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's also it's the bank. We're, but we're it was the bank. banking, and and, uh, and yeah. I just something just said, you know, just just be nice, just smile at this guy. He's you know, and I did, and it turns out he was the writer of Johnny, Are You Queer? <laughs> and uh, and so uh, I just did it as a demo, and uh, you know, I, I, there was no plan of me being the singer on it or anything. And they had been working with the Go Go's, and. Uh, that was this Gogo's song they played at the end of the night. It was kind of a famous song for them. And uh, when they parted ways, the, the Payne brothers took the song back and said, okay, well, you just can't sing this song anymore. And, uh, and so, uh, so that's how that happened. And it, be, and it and then it ends up on it's bump right I believe right it was uh, it was signed to a couple of different labels first yeah. and uh, and uh, and then they would like fold or IRS 
wanted to sign me if I would drop Johnny at the time when IRS was a big deal. Yeah, that must have been a tough decision. That IRS. was hard. Wow. That was hard, you know. Yeah, and, but, uh, but I went with it, and um, and then uh, and then Bump, you know, came along, and I I love them. They're the ones who re-released uh, convertible music, um, you know, because I I I took the record from them. I always felt bad about it. Because, you know, big, big label got, along. Well, yeah, you know. it, it became sort of like, you know, uh, what I call, you know, a K-Rock classic. It became, yeah. you know, and um, and then I know, you know, you know, the Johnny, are you queer story? I think everybody's familiar, like, you know, the, the gay community. Uh, was angry at you and then uh, on the east coast not on the, on the west coast the west not coast. on the west yeah west coast the get it. on the but, west coast but. but yeah but somehow you know larry kramer needed something to be angry about that day right? and and that was you know that um yeah. but then you know this comes out and then i think i'm the only person who has this I'm going to sh uh, show this to you. Okay. Um, this is, it's Val, it's the soundtrack to Valley Girl, but it's on cassette oh. and it's not a bootleg. I've got the bootleg one right here. And okay. I don't know who we talked to, but we should shut this down. But this is the weird roadshow cassette. Side A and side B is the same. Um, and the same songs. Yes, it well, it just has um, you know Bonnie Hayes and the Wild Combo, and then Sparks, Angst in My Pants, and by the way, I cannot believe I'm in this Sparks documentary for ten seconds, but I am. <laughs> um, and then it has you, School Is In, and then the Plimsolls Ever at Once, and then Johnny Are You Queer, and then Bonnie Hayes and the Wild Combo, and you know, there's so many songs in the film it's Valley so, Girl. Yeah, they, they yeah they forgot the uh, um, um, the Oh, God, I can't remember the name right now. But yeah, there's some great bands in that. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, it's jam-packed with music. They had to, take, had to take music out before, you know, it went wide theatrically. Like, I think nobody was expecting the film. And you're in the film. And I think that that was a lot of people's introduction uh, right. to, to you. And like, oh, totally, yeah, yeah, you know, you i gotta just for a moment talk to you like do you have memories of 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 making that film and martha coolidge and uh was it, yeah. it was a very low budget film it was you know? very low budget and it was when i was uh where i was uh they had found some kind of a abandoned school uh they had no heat and it was leaking and it, it was like we were in a prison camp honestly because it was so cold and there was no heaters and we oh, were just no. like all like no <laughs> it was wet <laughs> and uh and uh you know we, i was in a really short skirt and um and we just kind of bunkered down and in uh, um uh it was just you know the performing i can't say there was like a great you know memory for me just you i mean i imagine it was just you lip syncing you know the songs yeah. a couple uh -huh. of times and they had to break you know and, yeah yeah and, and uh, i think there was a couple of days and but she you know when she started she was kind of pursuing me to do this and um my producer the who wrote johnny queer he uh larson Payne, he uh, kept hanging up on her he thought it was a it was a hoax call or a prank call. <laughs> we want so we want okay, you to do a movie. Right. Yeah, you want right. to do a movie? Yeah, you want you want her number? Okay, and uh, and so and she kept calling back, and then uh, and then finally that was it. I mean, no one knew it was going to turn out to be a coming of age movie for like teenage boys uh, uh, of that of that magnitude, and also to really change music. I mean, that was alternative music. And when it started, and by the end, it was kind of mainstream, you know. Uh, yeah, the no, the soundtrack is yeah, the soundtrack is crazy is is Sparks and the Plimsolls and uh, you know, even to some of the more mainstream artists like Men at Work or Culture Club, like yeah, like you know, but you know, Iol uh, uh, Eyes of a Stranger by Payola, right, right. It's like and the flirts and the, the, so great, yeah. and you know it was a 
film that introduced me to so much music. And then it was, it was wonderful. My wife and I went out, we're like, Oh, let's go see Valley girl at the new Beverly. That'll be fun. And then you were all there, not just the actors, but musicians. Oh, you were there too. I went to that and, and it was just like, Oh, wow. It's everybody. I had never met like a lot of those people. And uh, that was a fun night. That was really fun. Now you're, life today i am i crazy you have a recording studio is this like i do i have this a your gig studio. right yeah well i mean this this is my third you know one that i've owned you know with various partners and um and i also have a record company now that uh we're, we're signing artists and um it's very wow. busy right now it's really fun you know uh, uh these are like all my you know children uh, you know like all these you know these up and coming people it's just really it's really great i love i always loved being around people who still had dreams <laughs> yeah 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 you know like people who who just you know love music so much and um and who knew you know you don't never know what's going to happen and i i i love just being around music and i i I didn't mind hearing the drums through my floor because it was one of them was in my house and but um but that's where meredith brooks uh you know you know did her big hit uh i'm a bitch or whatever oh wow yeah yeah, okay you know in my house but uh so yeah i love that and i've been doing that a long time and uh my the one the studio i i had in um in uh, Malibu, when we moved out there with Geza X was my partner. And uh, that was the last, uh, that was where Elliot Smith recorded his last record. Yeah, I didn't know that. In and... fact, ba- Basement on a Hill was actually, um, that was actually uh, my, my bedroom because that's where our second studio was in my bedroom and he recorded that whole record there. It was crazy. I would wake up and he'd be singing. I have two very distinct Elliot Smith uh memories uh one is seeing him um perform for i want to say about 75 people i was living in new york i lived in new york grew up in new york and and uh elliot was in new york and there was it it was a party it was like tuesday night we would go to this restaurant and downstairs there was a little basement you could dance and this dj frankie and glazy is this he was a you know, a fun DJ, played great music. He's out here now uh, and does it. I haven't seen him in a long time, but uh, but we stopped and Elliot Smith played songs for about 75 people. This is, I want to say the first album. And I cannot remember an audience, like to go from a dance party environment. Right, yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> like you could hear a pin drop. The, right. the, it was so, so quiet. And then, it, and then it was many years later and I saw Elliot Smith opening up for the John Spencer Blues Explosion and he was in a not a great way and he yeah. couldn't finish a song and, his, yeah. and I was like, he's not well. And, mm-hmm. and you know, um, it was, yeah. you know, it's, it's just it's not to be a bummer, but um, to have been a part of that and to have recorded him just an amazing thing and it's just like i just think you've had this amazing career and life that is so goes beyond like johnny are you queer and valley girl but thank you (laughs) and that's kind of what i was sort of like why i wanted to talk to you and um like you released this amazing cover of female trouble the 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 john waters um yeah song like um did you yeah did you know as a soul music fan do you know like the story behind them making female trouble that they had bought that um, i don't i i i i don't know that story i know that john waters is half writer on that because he he could he stopped me from releasing it for a long time you know like a, well yeah i'm sorry i'm glad he finally did because it's fantastic did you but... hear the rest of the record invasion of the b-girls That's yeah what... oh yeah. Okay. So, so josie has like other, has made these other records and it seems like you know like it seems like you have your name back your masters and and yeah. i want people to know like 
this is, you know, Josie Cotton, who you know and love from Valley Girl and Johnny Area Queer, but also has done all this stuff. But as a soul music fan, the fun thing about Female Trouble is the backing track yes. is actually a local Baltimore band. Um, and they had a song called Black Velvet Soul. Oh. And all John Waters did was they, he bought the backing track, wrote the lyrics, had Divine oh. come in and record the wow. trouble. And you can hear, I'll send it to you. You can oh hear God. Black Velvet Soul, which is female trouble, female but it's a- trouble. That's incredible. Yeah, I didn't know if you knew that, but- um, I did not, yeah. You know, when I, I recorded that record and he was going, he was using Johnny on on the album, A Date with John Waters, which is Disturbing Love Songs of the Ages. Yes, yes, <laughs> quite it's an honor. compilations, yeah, no. And so, and so, we were kind of in contact about that. And I said, oh, well, it's funny because I just recorded, you know, a whole movie, a B movie, and I didn't tell him Female Trouble was on that. And he, and he heard it and he goes, he said, it is so wonderful, this record. He says, but I, I, you're going to hate me now. I, I have to ask you to please not, because I'm going to do a compilation of, of uh, you know, uh, of divine uh, songs. And I'm planning on doing that. And he says, of all the singers, of course, he had to say that, you know, I would want you to do it. And and uh, and um, I just, you know, I, you know, I, I wrote him back. And I said, you know, this isn't a song just for drag queens. This is actually for girls. It's like it's a, it's very empowering to perform that song. I, yeah. Know, like, put me in a, you know, in an electric chair and a, you know, you know, like a straight jacket and you know, you know, and it just, it was just so owning that part of myself. And I just said, I just, I, I'm just glad you wrote the song and I could never hate you. I love you. And so. That's why he wrote the liner notes. And uh... so John Waters, um, I wrote to John Waters, no joke, I was seven years old. Oh. Uh, and the letter I wrote him um, was, um, hi, uh, I am seven years old and <laughs> I have a small film company. And I noticed that your first three films, Hag in a Black Leather Jacket, Eat Your Makeup, <laughs> and Roman Candles are not available on video. I would like to release them. Oh my um, so just like super precocious insanity, just because I did really want to see these films. And, you know, I'm home one day, John Waters calls. No way. I pick up the phone, he says, it's John Waters. And uh, I've had occasion to run into him over the <laughs> years as a grown up, and he signed a book for me, uh, Shock Valley. He said, Jake, one day you'll run Hollywood. And um, I remember there was one night I was out eating with Michael Stipe, who knows why. And John Waters was there. And I, I, I said, I don't know if you remember. He's like, of course I remember you. And then not the last time, but the time before he was at the comedy store, I went and, 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 and said, it's me, I'm that kid. And he's, he's like, I remember you. It's good to see you. You're doing well. I'm so, you know, proud. like John Waters. Wow. We're like, when did you see John Waters for like, what's the first John Waters film that you saw? And, um, well, um, I mean, I got, I really got to him late. I didn't really know about him in Texas. You know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of- I don't of, think his uh, films played there. You probably know? not. <laughs> you know. They're probably like string him up or, I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I just kind of, all of a sudden one day I knew about John Waters and I don't, I don't remember the first film I saw or whatever, but it, it, it's, it, you know, it is, you know, stunning. Like you're the first time you watch a movie and, um, you know, it might have been around the time I was turned on to Russ Meyer's uh, movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, so that was and, and both of them. It's funny, like, I mean, I, ha I guess I have really lived because I, w I John Waters was going to sue me and and uh, and him the other. Well, thing. if you're going to be sued by <laughs> any, like nobody wants to be sued. But if you're going to be sued by anyone, the two people you want to sue you Russ are John Meyer. Waters and Russ Meyer. And he said I would be sued till the end of time, Russ Meyers. I talked to him on the phone. Yeah, well, I from what I hear, and God rest his soul, and, uh, you know, the Russ Meyer organization, not the easiest to deal with, you know. Oh.
Um, it, you know, faster pussycat kill kill like should be readily available, but I know. They, they just have this insane notion that it you know that that a Blu-ray should cost fifty dollars or something. Everything is super overpriced, and well, the now they call it art. You know, it's like it's in the museum. Oh yeah, uh, you know, it's in the some huge museum and. New York, uh, Smithsonian, or some crazy thing. Well, I finally got to see those three John Waters films in the proper context. Because what John said to me when I was eight was, or, or seven, he said, <laughs> you know, they're in my attic and they're really, um, they're not that great. And um, and obviously there's music clearance issues and stuff. He was, yeah. you know, but uh, they, they're best left in my attic. But then he did an art show and... I got to see them in an, at the art show as part oh, wow. of the art show. There were little screening rooms where you could oh, go cute. and watch, watch those yeah. films. And it was the right context to see them. But uh, Russ, Russ Meyer was, uh, uh, you know, I, I was very lucky um, that my parents were just they were very good about giving me access. If I expressed interest in something. They got you access to Russ Myers? Well, they just, I'll just never forget <laughs> the the video store clerk who's like, hey, I notice you like Russ Meyer. I notice you like Michael O'Donohue. You, you know, you should really see Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Wow. And watching that, like on VHS as a kid. And With then- your parents? Yeah, yeah, no, I think, yeah, with my parents, I, I don't know if I watched that with my mom. Um, I definitely, I've seen it a couple times in the That's theater. amazing. Yeah, but seeing it on the big screen is, is the But you know, it's, it's the one, it's Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, though, when I, 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 I actually wrote, um, like a five-part series of uh, reviews of these records, you know, like for Magnet Magazine, when it was actual magazine. Yeah. And, and I, and I had to watch them over and over, and, um, I kind of fell in love with uh, Russ Meyer's uh, uh, learning about the filming of uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls that he was, before he became like, you know, like disillusioned with the movie business and just did boob movies. I mean, he was like a, a great artist and then he just, yeah. you know, went blue. And um, and uh, he he took so much care, you know, like even just the lesbian love scene where they everyone gets like, you know, slashed you know like this you know this beautiful you know beyond the valley of the dolls that's the song i sang on on the record and it's the most beautiful touching thing and and i i was reading about how he just hovered over like a, a mama bird or something he was so wanted it to be beautiful and was and took such care you know of uh of the of the whole thing and he really got screwed you know they they, uh, they made yeah. him finish it that's why they everyone had to like die by the you know the dress the uh you know, the transvestite, uh, you know, serial killer or whatever, because they just, they just pulled the, the you know, they said, no, this can't go out. Cause it, it was, they were filming it when, as, as Charles Manson murders happened. I know. And, yeah. and so they just said, end it, end it now. Like, and yeah. so they had to just end it quickly, but that's that movie just still just, I don't know. It's just so, it's, it's an amazingly gorgeous the music and <laughs> so the it's in the criterion collection you know yeah, i feel like now absolutely. people know that so i i feel like uh you're a bit i mean obviously you recorded an album of, of of songs from from movies like are you are you big film person it seems like you are um like who are your favorite filmmakers i'm so curious well um i mean I that might be a big question i know no no no. but i mean i um i mean i'm i've been a you know i'm just a you know i guess a normal movie lover but when i got turned on to to be well uh, let me retract that when i was little i i uh i was obsessed with science fiction Mm -hmm. And that has stayed with me. So I was always, I was always, you know, obsessed in that world. That was my great escape hatch. You know, you just go somewhere else and, and I, I needed to go somewhere else and that has stayed with me. And, and, uh, and that turned into kind of the exploitation movies and uh, in all of that. And that's, um, you know, that, those ones I'm kind of obsessed with. And then I became, it's kind of grown into a thing where now I watch, um, 
you know, giallo movies, you know, not because the plots are that great, but because they're so beautifully filmed. Right. And Morricone does the music. Right. You know? and, and so I, um, I just, I have, uh, I just like odd movies. I like odd themes, you know, in, all, in anything that Morricone uh, did the music on, I'm, I'm all about it. Even, uh, even hearing his score, like on the Tarantino film. Oh, well, I, 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 I adore Beautiful. Tarantino. I mean, that's someone I would have, yeah. would have just died to have something of a song, something I recorded in one of his movies. And then I just found out in this inter in a, in another zoom interview I did for this podcast, um, uh, that one of his favorite movies in the world is Valley Girl, and he plays it every year at his uh, thing. And and the guy who plays the bully, he puts him in every Tarantino movie. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know Quentin. Um, uh, uh, I'm I'm friendly with Edgar Wright. They're friendly. I I'm very surprised your paths have not crossed. It seems like yeah, you, you know. I you know, but the thing is with Quentin, I feel like, it, and I and I'm and I feel this is true of you. It's just like I feel like if you or Quentin got into a conversation, it would go on for days, you know, and then maybe you'd be trapped in a conversation with, you know, like <laughs> there's endless stuff to talk that about. Doesn't sound like a very. It doesn't sound like a bad eternity. To no, no, it's not the worst thing. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I would not mind a night watching movies. Uh, but here's a, there's a wonderful a documentary about him that the. Uh, oh, it's the, great. Yeah, I, I think I saw it. it. Yeah. I kind of fell in love with him. I, I didn't realize he was. He was such an artist, so dedicated, and, and his, the people loved him around him, and yeah. and that might be his last movie. I mean, I, it was kind of heartbreaking. Um, I'm excited, you know, for coming out in just a couple of weeks uh, in July is the novelization that he wrote. You know how movies used to, they used to do paperback novelizations of movies? Yeah. So he's done one for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. I think it's just so funny. And the cover yeah. art looks like an old um, yeah. 70s trade paperback of like, you know, a, yeah. a movie. so that'll be interesting to, you know, he's, I don't know. There's just some people who are on the same pop culture wavelength. Yeah. I, I just instantly kind of clocked you as like, I think she's on the same wavelength as, as me and the people that like me and, yeah. uh, and, um, and I'm and like obsessed with like Kung Fu movies and, and all of that stuff. So the movies that he, you know, played an homage to and Kill Bill and stuff, I was familiar with those movies. I'm, you know, Billy Jack, I just thought anything like this, yeah. Uh, it could be like really bad and I'm still like so all about it. <laughs> I had a friend's 50th uh, birthday party where Billy Jack was just playing on a on a screen in the background right? the entire uh, birthday party. Um, I see you have a cat. Um, uh, can you, can you, is that what you think I'm petting right here? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would hope so. But, uh, but you know what, Josie, go ahead. No, uh, yeah, Kitty Kitty, the lazy stripper. She has a, a little moniker. So. <laughs> she has one move when she's lying down, like her head move, you know. And that, so. Um, and so, and so, and so you have the studio with Giza X, and Giza X is a, you know, a, a bit of a legend himself. Yeah, well, I mean, well, two of my studios were with Geza, and then the, the one I have now is with Paul Rossler, who was in the Screamers and uh, yeah, and, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul Rossler, no slouch in the Los Angeles uh, uh, punk scene himself, nor his Amazing. sister. And yeah. um, the Screamers, I you know, is a band that you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with, and um, I noticed that their demo, I, first of all, like, that's a band, I, I don't understand how they didn't get a record deal. I'm, I, I, I am obsessed right now, and it's just the current obsession that I've been with, but if it's a record that came out between 1978 and 1983, the rush of major labels that went to sign, quote unquote, new wave acts, like I have found some things that are absolutely really? 
amazing and some things that are just terrible, but it is, you know, but I will buy them. And it's just like, I just kind of, maybe we'll go copyright date, label producer. And I just, and they're not expensive records, but, but they're not major label, right? Cause no, they, were... they, they are, they are really? major label and it'll be like the one major label record they did and it didn't go and it dropped, yeah. but, but you know, and who knows why, but there's some great, there's some great bands and stuff and and uh, some there was some great garage rock into in like in the whole like the, you know the philippines and that you know where they would do like yes. music from the 60s and, and some of them are covers and some of them i'm obsessed with that whole well, genre of music isn't isn't the thing with the beatles where like the beatles were banned in philippine in the philippines like you couldn't buy a beatles record so right. I believe what they did was they had, you know, Filipino musicians did covers of Beatles yeah. songs. It, 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 and not in English, yeah. Not or in they, English, yeah. Or, but, or they changed the lyrics a little bit. they changed the lyrics. And it's just, it, it, it takes me like, it's, I don't know, it just takes me away. I love that. And then, and I've just recently discovered all these garage movies in the from the 60s in Japan like in and they did full on movies like um, with musical scores of these crazy japanese bands i'm like now this is my what? thing I, yeah. can you can you please i'll send tell you me, the link yeah yeah can you tell me more about that cuz that just sounds like like so up my alley i'm currently i don't know if, have you ever seen are you familiar with the filmmaker uh, Sean Sono is a modern day uh, Japanese the guys only made about 56 movies. They're not really released here. Hmm. I mean, they're released here in America, but like, you know, and they're available, but you know, some are pretty straightforward. Some are four and a half hours long, each of them unique, each of them beautiful, but, hmm. um, and he, and he's finally agreed to do an American film, but this was his one condition uh, he's not done in English language films, but he finally said, I will do an English language film, but Nicolas Cage must star in it. And I love they it. Said, they said, yes. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage said, this is the wildest movie I've ever done. And oh. that is coming from Nicolas Cage. And wow. Today. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this will be, uh, this Incredible. will be something to see. Um, but garage, wow. garage rock movies yeah. from Japan. Yeah, from there, it's a whole genre of, of these movies, garage with garage bands from Japan, and these crazy movies. It's all like you know, you know, mods, Japanese people. You know, like I, I just like couldn't believe it when I I found this. I'll send you the link. I'll send you. Please, because that's like, I feel like I want to go tell my wife like right now, like, hey, I think we have something to start on today, you know? Okay. Like, that just sounds so um, interesting. Um, um, so how was your pandemic, you know? Well, um, I mean, it, you know, it was, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I probably, you know, the same for everybody. I, um, I, I, I was lucky because we were in the process of re-releasing all my old records. So we stayed really busy. Yeah. <laughs> the studio so we could kind of still re record, you know, my stuff. And that's um, what I was, that's what I was wondering. Did you, and, did you um, get the opportunity to do it? Yeah. And then I got to collab. This is the, this is the first time I've ever collaborated with other musicians. I was always waiting by the phone, like, you know, just was I. I want to like play with some, you know, some other band or I don't you know. And, and then this was the the time period that it happened. I uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, Bad Reputation video I did and uh, on uh, yes. yeah yeah and all those great musicians from uh, you know all, all those different bands and uh, that was so great. And then and then I did a duet with Ben, you know, from the Screeching Weasel and all this stuff this year. And uh, and I did this other one with all these, you know, for the flatten the curve like a yeah you know, very beginning with all these these my icons of mine and so uh that, that's been fun i've really is enjoyed there, that yeah so it sounds like it sounds like you did what i did is like like the pant like i luckily like it was like the day of that we went into lockdown it was like the network said okay go write the script that we bought from you. And right. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then yeah. hand it in and like, you know, and then now I'm happy to be done with it and uh, uh, doing sort of this again. And it's just sort of like, 
Uh, you know, I just, the pandemic, you know, the emotional effects of it, the, you know, thankful, you know, I lost some people to, oh, yeah, it's awful. And, and I know people that got sick and, and, um, but it seems like wow. things are, are, you know, I mean, I'm optimistic, you know, yesterday tickets went on sale for a, a Devo concert that's going to happen in September, you know, and the um, one at uh, the uh, Rose Bowl with all those people with no, Morgan. this is I would I would love to attend that that is an amazing lineup, but amazing. I'm at a place in my life where I'm like, I don't know if I can go to a music festival, not even because of the pandemic, but just because I am too old, I don't want to be unless I was like, backstage or something or on the right. you know, and I could yeah, sit yeah. down but I don't want to be out there with all the people I I, I don't want yeah, to it's, do it's, it. it's, a, it's a rough it's rough man I mean <laughs> it's, a, it, it's it, you know some people love it I, I've I've never been to Coachella um, almost on principle uh, uh, but 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 at the same time like like it just popped up I don't even know how it popped up I think because I follow you on social media it was just like oh well Josie that seems like something we should go do you playing live and you were fantastic you were fantastic it was are you excited to you know as things open up play live shows so excited i mean we had to can't we had a whole i was supposed to go play in japan and we had a whole east coast tour playing and i was i was just it was like it was crushing because i was just you know getting back out there so don't be uh, discouraged because I think it will continue. Yeah, no, and and uh, I am I am um, really excited about that, and and uh, and I'm supposed to go to Europe next summer and play, and so that's kind of what I you know I want to do right now, and and I'm just trying to finish this record, and um, you know uh, just write songs and. Um, Writing is the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you for saying that because I, it is the hardest thing in the world. It is, and it I, so I, people don't say it enough. People um, will go, oh, yeah, you know, oh, it's tough. Oh, I'm so blessed to do it. But they don't go. Yeah, yeah it's really fucking hard. It's well, a it's hard, hard job. And, it, it, and it's so, um, it, 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 there's so much, I mean, for me, you know, when I get stuck, I... I panic, you know, it's just like, okay, well, I'm, there's nothing else that's going to come now. It's all, it's you, all done. You're done. <laughs> so, you, so when you get stuck as, as we all do, you go into, that's it. There's no more ideas. Uh, that's, I don't like let myself even say that, but, uh, but, uh, but I do feel, I have that feeling of just like doom, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, just like, oh, uh, because I mean, and that's like, the worst thing you could do because then you really freeze up because then you're you know like going inside and we don't want to go there no 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 the inside of you know <laughs> a creative's brain is hard enough and then yeah you know, but no, it just it just seems like you're doing um you know so many so many great new things and like you know having having ownership of your music again um it's an amazing feeling yeah that's got to feel empowering it's really and i and i i hope people um i hope people uh you know so all the 80s bands basically are the ones who have got getting uh and my label was was cooperative which was amazing uh electra as they should be yeah there's there's one label i don't want to say the wrong label but i I think it was maybe Sony and they weren't as nice as Electra yeah. was. And so uh, they just don't want to let it go, you know, and even though they, you know, not releasing it or not doing anything with it, you know, they didn't. To leave, I mean, yeah. To leave things just sitting there drives me crazy. It's crazy. And, and Electra, uh, they never put the convertible music even on CD. So I could never pay them back all the money. They said I owed them. I was going to say, yeah, that, <laughs> like, that probably. What? You're not going to. <laughs> recouping but it sounds like you know like going through that experience like you know if i have a music industry question like i bet you have an answer or know someone who has an answer like you know you know being a, a major label artist at that time um was an interesting thing oh, i imagine you no know, it, it was interesting but you know i i did learn 
uh, and uh, I think it probably is, a, is still a true thing is that that's not always the best thing to go with the, you know, nope. like to be, you know, like, you know, drawn into, oh, come, you're going to be major label, it's all going to work out. And, uh, and then you're like with strangers who don't understand you. It was in my case, or they had no idea what to do. And it kept changing. Or, the, or the staff changes. And then yes, the, the CEO people. changes. Yeah. The day my record came out, they the whole uh, they they fired the CEO, and the, and there was no promotion staff. No one was answering the phones. The day it came out, and we, we go, the elector wasn't picking up. And it was like, what's happening? So well, it, they're there's they're they're in hiatus or something. I it was it was so crazy. Yeah, it was so, just, but, yeah they have their their own yeah. agenda, and it's just yeah. Like, so they do it. But I, I I've said you know I've said this in a, a couple of interviews. And I, but I just have realized it recently was like the best thing that ever happened to me was being dropped by Electra because, oh, yeah. because I, um, that's when I went on my musical journey of, uh, of being able to explore all these different genres that I, I always liked and, 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 um, you know, concepts. It's like, I feel like every album is kind of a concept, you know, they're all so different. And this new one is like, I don't even know what's what how people are going to take this because I can't it, wait to hear it's you know? so crazy but um so but I and I like being a concept artist you know Johnny Johnny Queer is a concept record I mean absolutely yeah you know and um and so I I think that that suits me and I I think I I wouldn't have been uh I wouldn't have been happy um just continue on a major label I just um it just wasn't for me you know I, you know, these days I, you know, I, I, I question for new artists and I think it's cool. I think it's amazing as you are working with new artists and like, you know, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a big if like, like what can they offer you? Like, what is the advantage of whatever that 360 deal they're going to give you? Like, yeah. you know, and mm. be, you know, I'm always, and it's also crazy to see, you know, you know, I was on the radio for years and I would have, you know, friends that were in bands that like had day jobs. And I'm like, your song's on the radio, right. but yeah. you have to, you know, you have to make a living. And, you know, because just the music industry and its greediness just did not react in time uh, to Napster or whatever. And, you know, and in some yeah. ways it's great because now we can just go direct to our audience uh -huh. and, and in some ways it's terrible because yeah. music is free you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 both things at once it's the you know <laughs> the opposites are both true but uh but but you can you know find people like me you know like much easier than before because you know, they could never keep records in the stores when I had, when I was on Electra. I bet, I bet. There's a, <laughs> somebody would hear the song or something and then we go to the record store. I mean, there was, I had this feeling, you know, before I, I wouldn't want to trade it. I wouldn't want to go back. I like having instant access to everything ever made now. Yeah, um, right now. As opposed, but at the same time, you, I do miss that chase, you know, where it's yeah. like, or that zine or that book or that record or that movie. Even and the like, video stores. I miss yeah. video going into, you know, Mondo Video. Did you ever go there? I heard about Mondo oh my Video. God. I, you know, I, I know the legend of it. Oh um, my God. That's where I got did all my research for the Invasion of the B-Girls. That was I would go, what's the worst movie you got? <laughs> what did they give you? What, what did they, <laughs> they give you? They gave me a girl in gold boots. And they gave me some ones that were, uh, some some of them, uh, they didn't know if there was, a, there was a song on it or not. And that was my criteria. It had to be a really awful movie. Yeah. Like a song that I enjoyed singing. And uh, at the time, one of the ones he gave me, and, uh, you know, now someone has gone and made a mainstream movie, but Black Klansman, you know, uh, sure, and, yeah. and, and, um, and uh, I sang the title track for that. But, uh, you know, Girl on Gold Boots, and there was one that didn't have a song. There were a couple that I was dying for them to have songs, but they had they didn't have theme songs. Invasion of the B-Girls, B-E-E. -E, yeah. Like, it was amazing, like, the amazing movie about women scientists who are actually bees who kill men during sex for their blood i mean it's just like perfect <laughs> perfect plot line i have <laughs> i have not seen that i must see that immediately yeah and uh, then uh, that's great 
And there's a good one. And then the uh, wrestling women versus the Aztec mummy. That was a really, you know, with all the, you know, those Mexican wrestlers and mm -hmm. no theme song. And, um, and just, I mean, I would just, I would just like be weeping, like, why? There's no, it's, it's perfect. And so. Yeah, well, well, maybe you can write them for when these films are eventually yeah. uh, rebooted and turned into uh, yeah. streaming service shows. Um, like that, but I'm on, I'm making, you know, volume uh, two. Yeah. You know, oh, um, so yeah, of the yeah. of the of the of the soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Soundtrack albums are big to me too. I, I, you know, I just love soundtrack albums. Yeah. Uh, well, if you have any great ones, you send me some. Uh, you know, like some really, you know, odd songs from even odder movies. I will try. You know, all about it. <laughs> I will try, but. Um, Josie, this is, I mean, it, I, I, this is incredible. It's, it, I, I really, uh, I, I feel like uh, I'm making a new friend uh, yeah. in talking to you. And, totally. Uh, totally. Is, and um, like, you know, this pandemic is, is easing up and, um, uh, yes. you know, I was, you know, you were so nice. Um, I, 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 I came to see you, my, my wife and I, we came, the show was incredible. So when you are back out on tour, like go, people should go. It is, it is a blast. And it was such an, it was such a cool crowd too. Cause it was like, yeah, like young people, like people like know you and, and love you. And I, I think you're, um, uh, new stuff is super cool. And, Thank you. You're just an interesting person. I feel like I could talk to you forever, but I'm going to be merciful to you and your time, and <laughs> merciful to an audience and an audience time, and um, yeah, and and just say thanks. And well, is there anything um, like that you, you want people to know about that I could direct them to? How can I put uh, uh, money in your pocket directly oh. today? What can what can I? point people to oh gosh i don't know uh you know or something uh, that you're pr particularly proud of uh that i'm about to do or that's or yeah or that's out right now oh. i'd like to know what you're about to do if you're if you're willing to share yeah well i, I mean i'm just i'm just in i'm just in the studio all the time so I'm a studio rat. I don't you know. You want it, yeah. You, <laughs> I, I gotta ask you, would you do session work stuff? Like, do you do session? Like, have you done I've session stuff? I've, I've tried to be a, a backup singer, like for, you know, I, but um, I don't know, I never got any response from people, so. I, I think you gotta know the Toto guys. The I think Toto that's, guys. Yeah, oh, you gotta, gotta, I think you gotta know like uh, Steve Lukather. Like, oh, gotta, oh, like those guys. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get in with Toto and then you're, and then you're in. I don't No, It's an entirely different universe. now. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I just, I just like singing and I like singing backup a lot. I do. Um, yeah. I do like that. And I'm like, I, you know, I've studied, you know, singing, singing and, was vo you know, vocal teachers and whatnot, but I, voiceovers are, always appeal to me like comedic. I'm a frustrated comedian. I don't know if you know that, but I, but like, uh, you know, um, voiceovers uh when i was taking these classes and I, I i could never sell anything you know where they sell you know you sell it you know the sweet sell and i and, but if it was like ironic and really droll and glib then people were laughing you know but uh i don't well, know let's do a cartoon show for you <laughs> let me figure out let me figure out what the what the cartoon is that, that you can voice. okay because like uh you know i'm not I'm not some schmuck off the street, you know, well, you know, I, I've, I've lost um, three Emmys, but they've, you know, nominated me, you know, they, I, I, you know, I'm not the most powerful guy, but they'll at least listen to me. Maybe we could do a cartoon. Cause um, I, 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 I feel, I, I feel the same way. I like, Hey, why does somebody call me to do uh voiceovers? Like my friend, Nick Kroll does that show big mouth. And um, is a very, very dirty cartoon, but it's very, very popular. And I said to him, Hey man, you've been renewed for like three seasons. They gave him like a three season renewal. Like you're gonna, you're gonna give me uh, just <laughs> a, a can like I wasn't even asking. I said, you're giving me a voiceover uh, uh, a gig. <laughs> and then I, and then I thought about it and I said, I know this guy, Nick. And I said, no, 
I, I said, Nick, I take it back because I know you and then you're going to make me play like a pubic hair or something in, the, in your dirty, oh, wow. filthy cartoon. So uh, <laughs> call me if you need me. But uh, that also, you know, I don't because I, I don't want that on my, you know, yeah. resume, you know, Jake Fogelman's voice, pubic hair. Yeah, that's not for me. Um, <laughs> but no, like a, like a fun, a, a fun cartoon. It was like, I, I remember being friends with this Scottish fan, Biss, you know, they were, we were close in age. They were on Grand Royal, the BC Boys record label. And then they did the like um, Powerpuff Girls theme and like what I a big deal. That. Yeah. What a big deal it was for them at the time. And like, I don't know, Josie, I just feels like there's lots for us to do, but um, um uh let's think a, on it let's think on it. i would love well, to do something with you yeah same same it's a pleasure to speak to you um this has been a delight so fun. i knew it was going to be fun I, it yeah was, this is I, the one interview I, I i was looking forward to usually i'm like mm, and then no, I'll be, oh my god <laughs> I, I can't imagine let me ask you this will be the last thing you, just when you were young and you were out you know playing the, the and I'm talking about you're in your your 20s with the with the records or whatever. Yeah. Electra. And you had to do the morning radio or the interviews with the DJs and yeah. not not the cool ones. You know, yeah. how awful, how misogynistic was it? Was it a nightmare? Please feel free to vent. This is a safe space to do it because. <laughs> oh, um, you just, know. Yeah, the press was was not crazy about me. I don't know why. And so they were they were a little, uh, you know, I don't know. They were a little. Uh, I don't know what why they didn't like me, but it was. T they would ask me odd questions, and then I, I don't know. I just did. I, I wasn't good at it either. There was a special thing. place in hell for <laughs> for misogynistic. Uh, disc jockeys, you know. Um, um, hopefully, well, first of all, they've all been replaced because everything's right, automated. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's all, all voice trick. But that all know. the whole music, all some of those guys were just like the worst, the yeah. worst. So yeah, no, that's you know, um, anyway. you know. I interviewed bands for years, and you know, they would always be happy when it was me because they knew. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll plug your record, but we're going to at least have a conversation about something. Yeah. You know? um, you're a delight. Um, this I'm going to send you that link to the Japanese garage yeah. bands. And I'm going to send you a link to the original soul song that was Female Trouble. And, Trouble. And, um, right. and Josie Cotton, she's, uh, I'll, when, this is, uh, when this goes up, I'll let you know. But obviously instagram and uh that's where you can find people uh, yeah and facebook. and facebook and uh not twitter no twitter yeah what do you need to tweet for you know that's, what i i can't do it i i try i go on there and it's like have it have it have it i can't i don't know it's, it's, I, I don't know I, I i i can do it I'm a, I'm a writer and stuff i i do it under protest but uh, uh, but no, you're you've got a fantastic Instagram and and uh, people can find you there and your and a website and um, and and they can buy the record if, if you don't have a copy of Convertible Music, your, your <laughs> record collection is incomplete um, and you can get it on uh, pink vinyl from from Josie. Mine's not yeah, on yeah. pink vinyl, you know. And uh, oh, 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 you said to plug something. Oh, uh, we're yeah. You know, the last thing in releasing my whole catalog right. is the, my record Pussycat Babylon and where yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't have that. So and that, cra and that crazy video I was telling you, I was having such a we finally got it like crunched as of last night. I finally got it like, it, you know, we got the horses under control here. Good. Yeah, so, that's coming out. It's a song, a single uh, calling all girls. Um, so uh, can't wait and okay. josie if you ever yeah if you ever need someone to direct a music video for you uh just call because um whatever it is i'm there uh this is the best um thank you so much and we'll, we'll talk soon and and uh have a great rest of your Fantastic. afternoon Mwah. bye bye <laughs>
Hey, thanks for listening. Fogelness Plus is my podcast platform and streaming video on demand service. Totally listener supported and ad free. You can get my weekly podcast, I Did This First with Jake Fogelness, starting at just $5 a month. There's been a new episode every week since August of 2020, and the show keeps going. After signing up at www.jake.army, you can watch it as a TV show or listen wherever you listen to podcasts. There's also bonus and VIP tiers, which offer even more episodes. For all the info you need, go to www.jake.army and find out how you can support Fogelness Plus on Patreon. Episodes on this feed will come and go, so you don't want to miss anything. Sign up today www.jake.army